Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with always my guy, yes, sir. my brother, Jordan. And we are covering the final three episodes of season five of The Expanse. And my God. The, okay, so the this was like a standard lynch. Right? Like, right. The, as far as TV shows go, this was basically a standard lynch. The way everything kind of just fell apart so quickly. Um. <clears throat> So where we left off at the end, the very end last time, is Naomi jumps from the Pella onto the Chetsmoka, I think. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. the, the ship that's just like a flying bomb, a flying uh, trap <laughs> for Holden. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so they, there's like a li- I love how there's almost like a reverence for Naomi that like she may have survived. Like she's just that resourceful that she may have survived. Uh, and which we, the audience, know that she definitely did. Um, right. The again, the thing that uh, the plot thread that I liked the least was Amos's. Unfortunately, like it's just, and which the peach, is the peaches thing, just kind of ran its course. Yeah, it, which I feel like they couldn't have rushed it, which I'm glad they didn't. So it was, it was one of those situations where like they made the best of their earlier decisions. Like, I think him going back to Baltimore was a very cool character moment, but after that, what's his, what's his name? Um, who do you see? The, um, the guy with the one hand. Yeah. What's his name? Um, are you kidding me? Uh, I don't remember. Um, Eric, Eric. Yes. Yes. Gosh, why'd that take us so long? Yeah. It was, it was just, it's not an exciting name. So it just doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. Marco Inaros. Like, you know, that's a name that strikes me. Eric. And that guy's kind of a jerk. He is funny though. He is really funny. I I agree. I love his style because he kind of looks, I mean, I don't mean to say this bad way, but he, he doesn't look like the scariest guy in the world, right? Like, no, (laughs) but you can tell that there, there's something about the way he acts. There's a nonchalant, like, disregard for his own personal safety you know that that guy commands a lot of respect wherever it yeah. is he goes he'd stab you if he thought about it real quick yeah or even if he didn't he just like he stabbed he's like ah, maybe that wasn't <laughs> the best idea yeah um so <clears throat> um drummers whole little plot thread i liked a lot personally um her mm-hmm. whole little space mm-hmm. uh family that she's got going on i agree uh her kind of fighting because it's not easy you know like she has a responsibility to protect her crew slash family right so she doesn't want to go to war with marco and aros but marco also kind of killed her father figure in clay's ashford also killed her father figure in fred johnson right um, and has also up until now we just she uh, she didn't know at the time but killed her closest friend in naomi nagata so right it's like she, what, like, how would you not go to war with this dude after killing three of like your most closest family members? Exactly, but like, the, but that exact fear is a reason why it's understandable why she didn't want to go to war because she still mm-hmm. has her current family there with her, right? right? Right. So it's like, dude, you've already lost three massive members of your family. You're just adding more to it. So it, it I, I, dude, I, I hundred percent understand where she was coming from. I felt mm-hmm. I was like. You could see the just the inner turmoil in her face, and this is why I, I don't know if I if you remember, but I told you, you seasons ago. I'm like, keep an eye on Drummer because before you know it, she'll become one of your favorite characters. Right. 
do, would you say that that's happened at this point? I mean, I mean, the only reason, to be honest with you, not the favorite, but just like one of the favorites. Like she's like risen in the ranks, I guess. Or... I guess this is bad of me, but I just don't. I don't pay any attention to drummer when she comes on. I kind of, I watch, really? but I don't indulge. The only time, like the re, the because again, like I said, I like James Holden. His story's great. I like Naomi, even though Naomi's was kind of boring on this one because Naomi kept trying to get the signal out the entire season, pretty much. And yeah, okay, so and then what's kind of messed me up this season? Besides, I mean, really, this season, the Marco Anaro storyline is what captivated me. I have I have to agree. So Naomi's, I, mean, I kind of agree with you on that. That I was also like, it's like, man, this needs to move along. I feel like, and okay, so and this is, and I brought this up several times, even before we started the season. For those of you uh, who may not remember, this is actually the double edged sword problem with this season in particular because mm-hmm. they've uh, they made the the risky yet admirable decision to split up the crew for this season so they all get their chance to really explore their character right um it comes with a plot issue where the plot moves at a snail's pace right and there's a downside there just is yeah and yeah it, it like i say it's a double-edged short sword and it, it has to uh, that's just that's the way the cookie crumbles you know like you ha- you have no choice but if you want to make uh make this happen the uh explore the characters you sacrifice the story in that moment. Like it, it's just, I, I don't think that there's a way around it. Um, and because, because, you know, like if I, if I'm, I'm just going to throw this out on a, on a hypothetical, if you have four characters and they're all split up and now you have to show what happened to these four characters across a weekend and they're all in separate locations Yes. That's four different like plot threads that you've got to show. Whereas if all the four characters are together and then you're saying, okay, what happened over this weekend? That's you just shoot once like, you know, one continuous scene. So that's why the plot in this season moves fast, but it also moves slow at the same time. It's it's right. very weird. And, uh, I, and I just want to be honest, like, because no, hey, if, if, if well, somebody yes. watches this and it has the same feeling that I do. Like, I mean, cool. Like, I enjoyed Holden's part in this in this one where he's he's obviously he's gonna go save Naomi. What I mean, this is epic. Like Romeo and Juliet, but they don't kill each other or kill ourselves. Kill, kill themselves, yeah, yeah. And then that's fine. That's that that captivates me. Amos, and to be honest with you, Amos is my favorite character. But the whole Peaches thing, like, dude. which is weird because I, in in a way, mm. I actually ended up liking Peaches more in some of these scenes than i liked amos it was it was very strange uh <laughs> yeah and I, and i get it because amos wants to blow everything up it just is what it is yeah yeah but i mean again like i said aneros is the family situation that aneros was trying to force was kind of weird but it kept me interested and then naomi got on that ship which was super cool the way she did it, by the way. Um, and we've already kind of chatted about that. But like, I, 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 you know, I was on my way home and we're about to record. And I was like, you know what? Naomi was reciting those words to herself so she could interrupt the yeah. comms, comms at the right time. Because I never realized, like, why is she, why so, is she doing this on tandem? 
Yeah, when I first saw this, like when I first saw this like episode, I I was I was tired. I think I'd come home from a long day at work and whatnot. And I was watching this. I was like, "What is she doing?" It it took me way longer than it probably should have mm-hmm. to, to piece it together. But it was it was genius. It was really, again, like Naomi is a very, like, very resourceful. I don't. Uh-huh. I, I I honestly don't know if I know of anyone that's more resourceful than her. I mean, in the show, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, dude, she. I don't know how to explain it. Like she just, she took a, a automatic broadcasted message and then pulled on electric cables to shut the message off for that moment. And she did it consistently four times in a row. So it wouldn't seem like it was a communications malfunction or at the very least you could, uh, you could question it. All right. Like what? Right. What? That, that that that's brilliant. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, it just seemed like it. Yeah, it just it just seems like she's probably going to be the most resourceful character, which also makes her the most valuable character on the Rasenate. If I, I don't if, disagree. If you're if you're going towards more like because again like. We see how resourceful Holden is by getting people to do what he wants to do. Leadership skills. Amos just shoots people, which I like, which is cool. And he makes snide remarks at Abbasarala, so that's always good. But out of all the people that are on the Rastanate crew that we followed so far, the most intriguing as far as um, like brain power and resourcefulness has been Naomi throughout the season. So, I mean... Yeah. I fi- I figured when I was watching the episodes, obviously I didn't, you know, when I was watching the episodes, I knew she was going to get out of it, but how they displayed it was super cool. What I also liked is that they didn't hard cap some of the members of the crew in the show. It's like, oh, this is the brains of the operation. This right. is the muscle. Like, there is obviously that, but they're all useful in different areas on a certain level. Like, obviously, yes, Naomi is a better mechanic. But Amos is a better engineer. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, he's very solid because he just has experience in that. So he's a better engineer. Or I may have had those two backwards. Um, I get mechanic and engineer swapped around. And, like, you know, Amos is a good uh, shooter. And he's a good, like, muscle man, too. But, again, he's also good at, like, fixing things. And Holden's pretty good with a gun, too. Right, and both Amos, Alex, I think all four can basically fly the ship really well. But Alex just is obviously a bit better than the rest. So it's, mm-hmm. th- I you know like this uh, again further illustrates the gap between an adult, uh, a show for more for adults, whereas like show for younger kids, you would have the very clear cut like this guy is a brains. Everyone else mm-hmm. is actually just not smart. For example, right. and I loved loved this show growing up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. You had the hothead. You had the goofy guy. You had the smart guy. And then you had the leader. And they kind of just, for the most part, just stayed within their own like little areas. There was no overlap. The, yeah. the ideas would pretty much exclusively come from Donatello. And if in those few moments it didn't, they made it. They made a point of it. They're like, oh, look, someone other than Donatello is coming yeah. up with an idea. And they gave him a slap on the back and like a high five and stuff. Exactly. You know I mean? So... It here, it's not just Naomi coming up with ideas. 
Um, and it's not, and it's not a big deal when it's not. So that, that's the point I'm trying to make is it's very well done. It's very realistic in that sense. It's not, humans are not archetypes of their roles. <laughs> right. Right. So, but anyways, um, Marco Inaros's, uh, man, continuous manipulation of his son is just so brilliantly disgusting. I can't, I just can't help but sit there and be like, wow. He's good. Right. Uh, right. Uh, and, you know, uh, I was forgot. I forgot what. Oh, we didn't. So we haven't gone over the Marco Anaros throwing asteroids at people. This, in these three episodes, at least. Didn't we? Oh, OK. Like, we, I mean, I, we've talked about it before. You want to talk about it more? Yes. Yeah. yeah so, so 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 I wanted to bring this up. Like, imagine. Imagine what you could do, right, as long as you had the stealth technology. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about throwing asteroids, but what if you could cover an, a world-ending nuke in stealth tech? I mean, the implications on that, like, what else can you do with that? I mean, obviously, the stealth tech is good, but where do you go from there if Earth doesn't listen? And he's already showed that he can use the stealth tech in the mini asteroids, in the big asteroids. Where does Anaros have to go from here to show Earth that he's serious if they don't take him serious? Well, okay. Mm, aren't they taking him seriously? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the problem, though. You can always – maybe they will take him serious for six months. He goes into the ring worlds. Six months later, he comes out, and they're like, ah, you know, eh. You were just messing around, and yeah, you did something really bad, but you know, we're just going to kill you. Well, obviously, they haven't been able to kill him yet. So he's like, okay, well, if you're just going to try to kill me and you're not taking me seriously or the belt seriously, we're going to go step our game up. Where, do they go? Where does he go from there to get taken seriously? Does he blow up Mars? Um, I'll be honest with you. I personally do not think that they're going to take him as seriously. They may get bold. And now, are you saying they may get bold in the sense and then uh, mount an offensive against him, like try and yes. fight him? Yes and no. Or are you are you implying that they may not take him seriously anymore and then continue just as as things were and be like, okay, well, you had your little tantrum. We're just going to continue doing. Well, if you think quote. about it, Earth has always kind of been like that. Have they not? Like, they didn't take Anaro serious at first, and they, he threw asteroids at him. <laughs> so, I mean, Earth is, from what I've seen in the show, Earth is having a problem with, like, understanding the validity of what Marco Anaros is going to do to them. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I'm wrong half the time. No, <laughs> I... I've just never considered it that way, but I, I remember we did talk about that one time when Anaros has essentially said that, you know, oh, there will there may be a thin years, but like I've been reassured by our engineers that ten years Ganymede Station is gonna be self sustainable. It's like, right, all right, so you thrust us into a war, and you can't feed us for ten years. Like, what do we? That's the problem. What are they going to get by? See, and then there's some loopholes there, but, you know, I think, I, I don't know, I think, and obviously I haven't, read, well, I haven't even watched the rest of the episodes. So, again, 
again, I could be very wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, if you got if you've got certain uh, predictions or whatnot or ideas on how the plot can proceed, then by all means, go ahead. Go ahead. Right, and, and no, and that, that's kind of what I was getting at with the stealth tech, because like the implications of that stealth tech could be used for freaking craziness. You know, I, it, the the applic um the applications of it are kind of terrifying because remember this is in Star Wars or Star Trek where they have glass Death stars. No, not just that. They would just have glass that you can just look out of. Oh. Expands. Every single thing is based off of external cameras. Right. Everything. Right. There is no glass. There is no outward facing uh, thing where you can just look out and see what's happening outside. This is very true, real sci-fi. And the reason you don't have glass is because glass is fragile. And if it takes a hit, you're, Even you're the done smallest for. hit, right? Exactly. Uh, glass is uh, apparently it's if you just stand up glass straight and you apply pressure straight up and down, glass is extremely strong. But as right. soon as you atta- attack glass from a different angle that's not straight up and down, mm-hmm. it, it's very weak. Right. Um, so it, you can't. And the way that the glass would be oriented is that any, even like little chunks of meteorite that would hit the ship would be at that angle that glass is weak at. So everything is external cameras. Uh, so there's Which just is crazy. What do they call them? Stethoscope or xyloscopes or, uh, I'm sure there's on, they're on some gyroscope or something. Yeah. Some scope. Show. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I just, I mean, I, and I, it, it, I, sometimes I don't think about that. You just brought up a good point, the whole glass thing. I don't think about that when I'm watching the show, to be honest with you. Yeah, it, it, it did bother me for a while, just because I, I, I'd i like to see out from... Because a lot of people think, that, oh, man, this spaceship thing is so cool. It's like, you got to understand, they're in, like, they don't know, they don't actually see anything that's going on outside. Right. So if there's, like, a swarm of missiles coming to them, they're just getting warned by sensors and cameras and stuff like that. They don't actually see it coming. That sounds, to me, that's terrifying. Well, it's, yeah, it's like you're in a black room and you don't... It's you know, basically you're, you're in a submarine. <laughs> you're in a black room and there's a bunch of MMA fighters in the room. You're in the middle and you got to dodge their punches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like... Well, occasionally you can turn up. on your flashlight. Yeah, yeah, occasionally you turn on the flashlight, exactly. No, it's only J- BJJ guys and they're trying to ankle lock you. And you only get a flashlight every 10 seconds. <laughs> Dude, that'd be a broken ankle, though. That would be a broken ankle. Anyway, anyway, stupid, <laughs> stupid me. But yeah, yeah. It's, just, that's, it's just crazy to think because every time – I know you've brought it up in the past mm-hmm. where you're like, you know, they don't have glass in space. They don't have glass in space. But for some reason, that doesn't stick in my brain. I'm like, oh, just look out at the sun. And it's like, no. You can't, though. You right? can't. The only way you can see outside your ship is when you go out. That's it. Is it, and you could be in a Donager class Martian, like heavy battleship, and it won't make. Look at Marco Inaris's, uh Pella, his the 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 flagship of his fleet. Mm-hmm. Do you see any windows in there to see no. out? Of? No, not not mm-hmm. a single one. And that ship is cool. That is pretty cool. Not a um, um, I was gonna try to think. I think. I think probably one of my fondest characters as far as like little side characters was Sin. 
Sin was up. cool. Sin was a very him. cool character, and him dying was was definitely heartbreaking. Uh, I also really hated it. I, I, it's disgustingly beautiful how he manipulates his son. And like it's like it's it's scary. Good is in the writing is what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. because like he says like you know she killed Sin. He's like she didn't kill him. You did. Right. Like, so he knows exactly when to apply. Pressure. pressure and went to apply uh, you know just kind of go light to continue manipulating like the way he does it with his own son is it it's gross it's really yeah. gross i i don't like it because like you can tell that he is he's using the father figure status to brainwash his son essentially when you can tell that his son is still unsure yeah yeah no i mean you can see the son's like hesitation all the time you you can see it in his face he's just um kind of doesn't really want to be a part of it right right and but i mean he's still a kid right he's probably late teens early 20s uh, 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 i thought he was 16 18 somewhere around there I yeah thought. yeah so that's you know, like at that age, a kid, especially like he has mixed feelings about his mother, right? Like he wants to get to know her, but then also doesn't want to displease his father. So it's, man, the whole Naomi Nagata and Aros family is just. Just one messed up, like. Yeah, it really does. Just one messed up single dad family. Yep. Which doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But. Okay, so <clears throat> I think the final thing that we need to talk about, or maybe not, it may not be the final thing, I'm sure something else will come up, but I do really want to talk about this, is how cool was that final attack on the ring, the ring stations, the ships? That was, that, the, the scene, the scene was a Star Wars-esque without the Star Wars. Yeah, it was, it was done perfectly. Like, Very they're well. getting, they're under attack, you can see them start par- charging the rail guns and they're ready and then all of a sudden, there's a stealth composite micrometeorite that just starts pelting these ships, Dude. deal heavy damage, and then they just start getting bombarded from the front. And then all of a sudden, they start getting they start taking missiles to the back, which means that Medina Station has Inaro's agents in there. Now they yep. may have completely taken it over, like all the way, or they just temporarily took it over just to fire the missiles. Um, and then now it's going to be taken over completely, but, oh my God, that, this scene yep. was just chaotically beautiful. Oh, so now, man. now the Arnaros faction pretty much owns the ring world. So they own yes. a portion of the universe technically in the eyes of earth and Mars. Right. right. But and Mars is in it. Mar. Okay. A part of Mars. There is a okay. splinter faction of Mars sure, sure. right there. Uh, so th- that's something that we do have to d- uh, make a distinction of. But Mars is handicapped severely because they started demilitarizing and then a big portion of their fleet just completely splintered off into a different faction to claim... Okay, this is weird. They claimed one world. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like a fair trade. No. Right? Like, I thought that was really dumb. That they just said, oh, you know, there's 1,300 ring worlds. Instead of, instead of splitting it half... Or even, you know, we'll take 
a third, you take the other two thirds or whatever. They they literally just took one world. Yeah, that doesn't that seems like a underestimation. <laughs> yeah, it's like something's off with the calculations here. Um and again, I'm not saying that you needed to split it half and half, but one, literally just one world. It's just one. Um, it's okay. We just wanted But one. it doesn't make a difference because as soon as a Barkeith goes across the ring, it gets destroyed. Now, it doesn't get destroyed in the traditional sense where it's like exploded. It just disappears. That little, so this took me a while, but I didn't know it the first time I saw this, so I'm just going to drop this knowledge on you guys so you guys are not as blunt as I was after the finale. With those, when the ship kind of, like, you know how, like, she, he asks her for her bracelet, and then, like, time kind of, like, essentially seems to stop, and then, like, these red clouds kind of, like, erase everything? That's not... Same, it's not like what happened to Holden, if you remember. I think it was at the beginning of this season where he's going through the, the ring world and or the ring entrance and he sees like these beings, right? And nothing actually happens to a ship. In this situation, the Barkeith actually disappears, right? Now, but, is it vaporized? Is it in another dimension? We don't really know, but it's gone. Um, and I'm assuming keep the last season congruent with the rest of it that it's going to pop back up in some fanatically fantastic way. Say that again? I'm sorry? I mean, I'm assuming the Barkeith's going to show up again. I mean, that, would just, that wouldn't even be congruent with the storyline, no? Um, I can neither confirm nor deny. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I did think it was funny that Alice Ferrara She's like, oh, I'm going to bring you in as an advisor. And then he ignores everything that she tells him. Yep. <laughs> like, I understand. Like, I, and I can appreciate the, the very precarious situation that he's placed in, right? Like, he's, what was it, Department of the Interior? Like, he designs trains or something like that. Right. And right. imagine that one friend that you had uh, or that weird uncle that just makes, like, train replicas or... The weird uncle? Yeah. He's not weird. It's fine. He's a nice guy. He, he's a nice guy, but he is a little nutty. And he just sits on this corner and he just makes this very elaborate, yet really cool, you know, those massive train <laughs> uh, simulations. He plays train simulator on Steam all day, right? Yes. And then <laughs> all of a sudden now he is the secretary general of the United Nations. Right. So I can understand the... The 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 weight of on that's on his shoulders, but then you can't tell me that you're taking. And this is not bad writing, by the way. This is just me critiquing the character itself. This is not me critiquing the character work. Right. You can't tell me that you want uh, her as an advisor and then ignore all the advice that she gives. I understand that you brought in military advisors as well, but guess what? They're military advisors. They wouldn't. I don't know up. any. I, I have never seen in history a military advisor that's just like, no, don't go to war. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I'm sure it's happened. I'm not going to act like it's not. I'm sure it's happened, but I've never heard it. Right? No, even no, it even when America sense. drops the atomic bombs on, on Japan, even then, 
I think the three military advisors to the Japanese emperor, they were saying don't surrender, even after the second bomb. So it's like, they're always going to say fight, right? You can expect that. And I'm not saying you just dismiss their advice, but we all know that uh, Alasarala is a very capable secretary general. And yes. I, I feel like just dismissing her advice like that was very naive. Um, and I was very glad that they pushed for a vote of no confidence because I was like, man, Earth is just going to be like hamstrung up like on the leadership end as well because they're going to end up playing right into Inaros's hand, which they right. did by destroying Pella Station. And, yep. and she's 100% right. You don't... You're not gonna get like you're not at war with the entire belt, right? And it's it's crazy because like that guy had a very fire versus fire. We're gonna have to fight fire with fire, but Abbasrao's like, no, we need to fight fire with water and a little baking soda. You know what I mean? Like she, the way she looks at it is she doesn't want to start blowing all this crap up and be just like Anaros. She wants to find a different way, yeah. a more humanitarian way per se. Yeah. to end the conflict without killing everybody. So now, and this is why she's like my favorite character, uh, one of my favorite characters, compare her to how she was at the beginning of the show. Like, look at how much she's grown. Like, she was torturing that one guy, remember? That one belter yes. in yes. the in the water. She was torturing him, like, <laughs> for information. And here she is where this guy has is directly responsible for the death of her own husband. Right. And she's like, I'm angry too. And I want to slaughter in arrows like in person, but right. this isn't the way. Like the fact that she's able to set aside her, her own grief and just look at things logically. Ah, oh, I cannot appreciate the character enough. I agree. Um, I agree. And you know, she is a space queen. Yeah. Infinite wisdom and understanding and intelligence fall upon her. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. I, her character is probably one of my favorite characters besides Amos just because she seems to always be at the forefront of at least a decent decision. Yes. Not the right one, always, <laughs> but a decent decision. Um, okay, I, I know we touched on this very briefly. And I'm jumping back to a little bit. What did you think of Amos's little firefight on that little rich man's island? Oh. <laughs> um, I thought it was well done. But it was just... I don't know. I knew he was going to get off. I, I wish Peaches wasn't there. So they could have just finished the job right there. Because Amos knew they were going to come back. Yeah. He, I mean, he knew it. Amos knew that if we don't cut the head of the snake now... The rest of the darn snake is going to show up. But you know what's funny is that um, we know you. I'm sure you understand why she did what she did too, right? The peaches. Yeah. He figured they'd be gone by the time they came back. No, I, I I saw it more of like you know my my family is responsible for so much death. I myself have killed uh, innocent okay, people. Okay, I just can't okay. keep doing this. I okay 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 okay. And when you look at it from that perspective, again, it, it, it's it's the same thing as that once um, the the Secretary of the Interior who became the Secretary General for like three hours. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same thing where in that's you as the audience, you can 
understand why they're approaching the way they're approaching mm-hmm. like a certain scenario, even though it's a wrong decision. And I think that, that just, that's good writing. That is very good writing. I agree. Cause again, I saw it one way, you saw it the other. And really the truth is, is you're probably right, obviously, but you know, I mean, shoot, she's still killing people, but she kind of stopped now, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. You know, I, I didn't think about that. That's a good point of view. Yeah. Don't wish they would off all of them because they came right back and bit him in the rear end. But yes, it's all right. Um, <clears throat> I love the way Amos approached Holden and he's like, hey, do you remember when you wanted to kill me? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we became best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. So we're good then. It's like, wait, what? This is like me asking my parents for some like for some video game or something like that or like going over to my friend's house. It was that's basically the way he approached it, and I could not have loved it more. It was it was so good. Um, okay, yeah, I agree. Um, Holden and Peaches on the same ship moving forward is going to be really fun. I uh-huh. cannot wait for you to watch that. And I'm assuming it's I'm assuming the ship is going to be like a a crazy like orphanage family type deal where everything's crazy different points of view and nonsense like that yeah yeah um <clears throat> okay so we do need to discuss medina station uh i don't know if you remember back earlier when they saw Savater, he had he was discussing about st- strategy like you know space strategy uh-huh. around the ring station and he said it, he actually showed a model that you can essentially spawn camp the entrance to the ring world. Yeah, to the ring world. If you stay, if you keep your ships on the inside, right, you you have a very strong defensible position. Right. Um, and, and so the funny thing is, we you, saw that you can't you can't fight in the ring worlds. You have to step out. To my understanding, you can. Because they did, right? They fired the missiles from the inside going out. Oh, that's right. The inside yeah. going out. I guess. Okay, yeah. I just meant like in the ring world. Yeah, once they fire. get in, I think things change a bit. But yeah, you just can't. That was interesting. Um, there was... Uh... <laughs> there is a way, right? Like If you just like camp... I feel like if the, the, U, the two UN plus Martian ships station their shifts on the inside of the ring facing outward that was way more strategically easier to 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 defend you know what i mean yeah and but yeah so i again 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 i'll bring this up over and over again until the day i die this show does such a good job with little you need to pay attention the entire time when you're watching the show right and those shows are the best. No scene is left um, untouched when it comes to detail. No scene is excessive. No scene is just there just for the sake of padding runtime. Right. Every scene serves a purpose, and it's just uh, when I saw that scene that they had um, that when they when they were just uh, when Saboteur was describing the uh, the strategy that goes into defending the rings. And he said, like, you know, it, it, it come because of the way the physics work and everything, 
um, and you can't like flank them in any way. A very small force. It's like a 300 situation, right? Right. right. It's a choke point that you're defending in space, which they never previously thought possible since uh, space it's combat fast. became a thing. They're just like, there's no, there are no choke points in space, but here they've literally been given a choke point in space. Uh, so that changes strategy dr- uh, dramatically. And when he brought that up, I was like, this is going to become relevant in the future. And I, but I just didn't think it would be that relevant that quickly. Um, I mean, but I mean, the crazy thing is, is that like, that's the only choke point in space. Yes. Literally. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I mean, if off on and off planets, maybe in a way, I mean, if imagine if you're coming out of the ring world, like coming out of the ring world into any one of those planets, that's technically a choke point as well. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, um, there's not a lot crazy. It'd be crazy if they could actually map the ring worlds eventually. You know what I mean? Oh like, man, could you here's imagine? Here's the one portal, and then eighty bajillion light years away, which is I don't know if that's a real number, or whatever. That is a hundred percent real number. I've seconded it. <laughs> there's another ring world, and they're like, okay, this is eighty bajillion. This is eighty bajillion, and maybe it forms like a, maybe it's like a like a perfect circle, all the way around the universe. It's like, Ooh, whoa, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> but I mean, like. We, uh, in, even in the Expanse, which takes place, I don't know how many hundreds of years in our future, they haven't even colonized Mars completely, right? Well, it's true. So, true. Well, they you have 1,300 or however many ring worlds. That's, that's a lot of ring worlds. You throw in, like, that's, that's tens of, th- I, I feel like that's thousands upon thousands of years of colonization that right. they can go through. And that's and, a lot of resources, man. A lot of resources. And this almost makes like colonizing Mars obsolete. Like not. And, and that's and that's exactly it. Like they the, went over that. I yeah, understand. But, but yeah, that. And I think that that was really well done. Actually, that the mm-hmm. culture of Mars, their their entire identity was turning Mars into a garden. Now it's like, well, why waste Mars time? Is just, Mars is just a base at this point. Yeah, my, and I don't I don't see what that's a problem either. Just make it a base. Either. You know, that's what Luna is. Luna's a base. I, I mean, I, dude, I completely agree. Like, the way I see it is that at this point, Luna, like, these are just bases. And, you know, the, the ring worlds are going to have to come. Well, the problem is, too, is I think the thing that they might need to be thinking about is maybe they don't absolutely know that the ring worlds will stay open. You know what I mean? Because you gotta have that in your back of your mind. Yeah. Right? Like, okay. So this that, might not stay open. That is something that I was uh, that I've thought of as well. That like the ring worlds may not stay open. Like what? What if they just fall apart? And that that would actually make for a really good um, sequel series that takes place. I don't know, like Warhammer 40k. Um, several thousands of years in the future. Let's just say what happens if the ring worlds collapse and then now those colonies are cut off from the rest of humanity. Mm-hmm. And then, like they kind of now they gotta trek through space in a in real time, right? The hard way, not uh-huh. not through a ring portal, the hard uh-huh. way, and to reunite with humanity, and that can take several hundreds of years. Like so, the Na- was it the Navu, the Na- right, right, the Navu? That was the uh, Mormon ship. Yes, or not the, Mormon, the Navu. But yeah, the Navu. So yeah. like that's Medina Station now, right? Right, right. So like. My thing is that, like, they would have to, 
if say the ring world shut down and you're on the other side of the universe, they would have to create something like that to move throughout the universe to get back to where they, you know, civilization. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And could you imagine the amount of cultural differences that will form at that point? Right, oh, yeah. because now those uh, cut off colonies, not all of them will want to reunite with humanity. They could just be like, you know what? Sure. It's not worth it to reunite. Let's just continue our uh, humanity from here. Right. So it, that's just that's so interesting. There's just so much that you can that can be done here. And There's so many opportunities for so many different timelines. They could literally, if they kept the ring worlds open in this show, it could be the expanse, the expanse after the expanse, the yeah. expanse expanded. <laughs> like, dude, you go forever. The DLCs for the expanse. Yes. The expansions. Dude, the what ex- if they made an MMO RPG of the expanse? And you took quests Ooh, from Holden and Avasarala. Nah, heck with Eve. We need an expanse. Where the where the where the where it's kind of like real sci-fi. Eve, you're like, all right, dude, I'm lost. Hmm. Yeah. Hey. No, I'm honestly I'm down. Like the expanse is a, such a great IP. And yeah, like, 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 say me and you operated, like the only time that we could play really is if we played together to operate our ship. If not, you do like little medial tasks, like work out to get your strength up. But like me and you got on the same time and then we can fly to this place or whatever. But the only time our ship was visible, not under stealth tech is when we logged on together. So every other time it's invisible. So you could like apply all of those things from the expanse into the game. I shouldn't be saying this. They're going to take our idea. Yeah. Well, even with our idea, it's like it's not like we could have made it anyways. It's all right. Anyone want to take our idea and run with it? Please do. I just want more expanse. Um, <laughs> and who knows? Honestly, we might end up actually just uh, reading the expanse books as well. We'd probably blaze through it considering we've watched the show. But, but I mean, honestly, I might be down. But that'll about cover it from us for that episode. <laughs> We hope you all enjoyed listening um, next time. Okay, so there is one thing that needs... Uh, unfortunately, the powers that be made Season 6 of The Expanse shorter. Um, thankfully, it didn't actually suffer from a rushed season. Um, but unfortunately, that just means there's less Expanse to consume. And there are only six episodes in the final season. So three and three yeah so that if yeah so that will make it easier for us to break through it uh in the next two episodes we will be finishing and i cannot believe this is happening it's honestly making me a little it's hitting me in the feels yeah uh in the next two episodes when we cover the tv show portions we will be finishing the expanse so the next episode we will be covering season six episodes one through three and then two weeks after that, we will be covering season six, episodes four through six, the finale of the greatest sci-fi show of all time. I am so glad that you guys have stuck around for those of you who did stick around. And if you did stick around, I hate you. Um, I, <laughs> man, I, uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show at the very least. Jordan, I know that at the beginning you were like, okay, I'll see how this goes. And then you ended up falling in love with it anyways. Um, but man, I, for, and by the way, I'm looking at this right now. The finale, the last show, actually came out January 13th, 2022. So it's not like it came out forever ago. We're, right. It's been a short amount of time. Yeah. And 
Yeah, it's been a long year. It's been a long few years. But we're going to keep it rolling. We'll see you all next time. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.